Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted You Mean It Podcast. You tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. So don't try to get out of it. Thank you, uh, welcome everybody, I am your host, uh, Byron Broussard, also known as Lord Byron, aka Black Rocker on Twitter, and Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. This is episode 105, shoo, welcome in, you tweeted, you meaned it, shoo. Um, uh, today we have a guest, uh, in the studio, I guess we'd say. Yeah, Studio yeah. is a cool word. <laughs> <laughs> Guest in the room, in the house. <laughs> I'm in the house. <laughs> Let us welcome uh, Dante Hale. What's happening? What's happening? How's it going, man? Man, it's going. I am, I'm thrilled to be here. Cool, cool. Podcasts I, are fun. Hell, yes, they are. I uh, know Dante from doing comedy in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, he's Started shows, hosted shows, uh, put shows together. Uh, have a lot of recordings from his open mics at Lucky's, back in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you ever want to take a fun thing and make it terrible, you should try <laughs> producing the comedy show. <laughs> it instantly becomes the most horrific thing you can possibly do with your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I enjoy doing the uh, the Bar Redux one, but it's only because there's so many other people who can pick up slack when I'm not doing anything. Yeah, like, because, <laughs> like, the last joint I did, it was part of the World Series of Comedy, and I was producing it solo, and I'm trying to focus on all the stuff I got to get done and try to make sure everything goes smooth. And, like, comedy's supposed to be fun, and, like, in a way, it was like, it's like someone tickling you, but you're in the electric chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like honestly, cool <laughs> this is supposed to be fun but <laughs> this is killing me <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, Twitter handles and like Facebook and oh and yeah all, like, um, stuff? on Facebook Dante Hale Comedy D-A-N-T-E H-A-L-E uh, Comedy on uh, on Twitter uh, Harsh Words with Friends uh, well actually Harsh Words W-F and uh, on Instagram, also harsh words WF. And eventually, I'll start back podcasting because the no, harsh words with friends was my podcast name, and it started out with friends, and then my friends were flaky, and then <laughs> it was harsh words with friends, but I was doing it by myself. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. It's, I'm in the the beginning stages of trying to start something, and like just the idea of having guests and like. It's uh, pretty overwhelming a little bit, you know, like... Well, guess, guess is a juggle, like, but, like, you got steady co-hosts, and especially when those co-hosts aren't in the same city, that's when it really starts to... You start going, oh, I love y'all. I've known y'all since high school, but I hate y'all. <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know what... Oh, if I could just put a hitman on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> Hated 
paying installments. <laughs> Can I rent this murder to own? <laughs> So what I did was I just took the show that I did uh, Monday through Friday for a couple hours, and I just took the recording and posted it to iTunes and Podomatic and Stitcher and Spreaker and like <laughs> BelgianGirls.com, like all of these. All of these. Like an upload audio. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I accidentally, like, trying to find places to put my podcast, I'm sure I accidentally married a Ukrainian woman at least twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I just did that, and, like, it was it was relatively easy. Luckily, I still have all those accounts, and they're all still linked up, so I don't nice. have to redo it, nice. which I'd have to pull my hair out and redo it. But I recently figured out networks and stuff. I think Google Play, not Google Play, Google Plus, like recently collapsed or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't exist or some shit. Yeah. Like they, I used to, it they, used to bridge the gap for me between like uh, YouTube, Twitter, and, and Facebook and stuff. Like I'd post something on like YouTube and then I'd go to Google Plus. Then from there I'd go to like Twitter and then from there, like it was... They took your bridge. Yeah, they took my bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up. Google Plus was like I tried. I gave it a shot. I gave I I can't say I didn't give it a shot, man. I I was like because I was upset because I it was very much in like really I was starting to realize like Facebook wasn't handling their uh, community guidelines real fairly, nah, you know. Yeah, so didn't. I was like, bro. <laughs> Let me go ahead and let me give this Google Plus a shot. I already got the Gmail. Let's see. Let's link everything. Let's synergy this thing. And then it was like there was like seven dudes on like That's what it feels like. Google Plus. It's like seven dudes and they like and you try to join groups with common interests. So it's like, oh, comic books, and then like you get a message like, what you wearing? It's like, dude, I'm a dude. It's like I know, I'm saying though. Like, come on, son. I just <laughs> Let's talk about Captain America, son. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Google Plus Networks. Podcast and Networks. One time I, uh, I tried to do a web series and I found, like, this small thing that I thought was, like, a, a host site. Uh-huh. But it was really just uploading to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? YouTube by proxy. Yeah, like, there's no, like, or there probably are, like, flash sites or something. Like, I'm I'm getting ready to start putting something together, man. I'm, like, I I was inspired by um, these two pro wrestlers, actually, because I'm a huge pro wrestling nerd. And the Young Bucks, this tag team, um, two brothers, Matt and Nick Jackson, shout out to them uh, for inspiring me. But they'd start doing, like, basically videos on YouTube, like, chronicling their travels, going to Japan to wrestle and going here and going there, doing all the indie shows and they, they got signed to New Japan. And they were actually they sold they sold so much merchandise from just their 
videos online, and their uh, their channel's called Being the Elite. And they sold so many Young Bucks and Bullet Club t-shirts that they were the first indie wrestlers to get a merch deal with Hot Topic. Cool. And so now now Bullet Club, like when you walk into a Hot Topic and you see like Bullet Club shirts and like you may have never seen pro wrestling, but you're like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Like they just, they can't keep them in stock. It's crazy. Nice. And so... That like, and uh, all that led to them event. They starting up their own uh, pro wrestling promotion with like. Oh yeah! So now I've taken that inspiration. I'm like, oh, so when I go do comedy, I'm gonna just take videos and like we'll do funny little interesting like little things, and we'll see. You no, know, let people be them and their personalities outside. Like we uh, say to each other all the time outside of open mics. Like we have the most interesting conversations that people aren't privy yeah. to, so they'll get a little taste of that. And nice. I'll, nice. I'll model that. Maybe I'll start making T-shirts and maybe I'll sell merch and have my face on the T-shirt and a hot topic or something. I don't know. Have you checked out uh, <laughs> that Patreon thing yet? Oh, the pa- I ha- like, I have a Patreon page. Okay. I just can't find the motivation to do anything with it. I've never even got on the site and like registered or anything. Like, like people and. I think the problem is, like, bear in mind, like, you are, I consider you a friend. You're a friend of mine. And I have uh, plenty of friends and associates. Um, and I have a huge family. Uh, none of y'all are supportive. No, because <laughs> no, no, I did a thing um, back when um, Custom Inc., they had, uh, they absorbed a T-shirt, like, fundraiser company they're like, you design a shirt, and when people order so many, because you're trying to fundraise, then we'll go ahead and we'll send them out, and you get this cut of the thing, and you know, we take just our expenses and the, the materials and stuff. And it was like, oh, cool. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and share this with my family and friends on Facebook, and let's see what happens. And I didn't sell a t-shirt. Like, nobody, nobody, like, I did I did my podcast like all told like we started up uh, in 2012 uh, and sporadically off and on uh, we did it and then the last couple of years I had did it like five days a week uh, yes, it was yes. midday talk and honestly when I asked my family members if they've ever heard an episode of my show nothing <laughs> 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 hey man, the other day I was talking about this on my show. Did you hear it? What? Wait, what? You got you got a show? Like yeah, you know the thing you skip over in your Facebook timeline. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 almost ridiculous to get fans these days from like a from like a, a fucking like normal person standpoint, like in a family and a like. A, I don't know, like, when I started, I, I kind of assumed that nobody would listen. And then, like, from there, I was like, okay, so now that nobody's listening, what do I want to talk about? And, like, that was the only way I could get a, like, it's the only way I could, like, not worry about, like, the, the fans or, like, the... That's perfect, though. It's perfect when you go, okay, I'm doing this. To entertain me, if yeah. no, if I don't, if nobody else hear this, I had fun. 
And that that's how that's actually how I approach the podcast. That's how I approach my comedy. I'm like, if nobody chuckles in this mug, it's gonna be I'm a, I'm a chuckle. Like so, like I don't, I don't sweat the fan stuff. I don't sweat like I stop sweating the support stuff. Like I have actually like I've gotten like I've been on a small hiatus from the um uh, from the podcast. I have people emailing me like, yo man, I miss like when you doing new shows, man. I miss it. What's up, like? People, like, they don't know me from a can of paint. Got a couple emails. From, like, I thought, like, a Nigerian prince like, was trying to get me to send them money. They're like, no, I really enjoy your show. When is your show coming back? We need it. <laughs> it's like, they love me in Africa. They love me. That's what I, I hope to have with, like, the, the project I'm going to try to start. Like, I'm actually going to try to do the Patreon type thing. I'm going to try to do the YouTube like uh, paid prescription. Okay. Like uh, video free podcast. No, free podcast and then like a paid video thing. Yeah, where they get like the additional content. Yeah. Okay. But it's 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 all like scary. (laughs) You know who does that really well? Uh, Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I've never heard of that one. They, they, they've been around a while. They have a huge following. They started, like it was just a thing this husband and wife in North Carolina just did for fun and they started catching on and the ball started rolling and they like are so informative and like so fun to hit and like their dynamic just bouncing stuff off each other so dope and then like people just, they were like, oh, we'll read your name if you contribute something to us. Right. Like people just Hit them up, PayPal, and this and that. Like, I donated to them a couple times. And, like, they just, they're really, you should hear it. Like, Black Guy Who Tips podcast is dope. Black Guy Who Tips. Yeah, the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with Rod and Karen. And uh, shout out to them. And uh, I, I listened to them. I was like, hey, man. This this is this is a thing that could happen and be, like, it's not only them having a good time, being informative, like, making fun of the absurdity of the world, but also it can be uh, uh, bankable. It could be, it, you know, you can monetize it and make it, yeah. you know, something to, to, to sustain yourself. So, I'm just... That's the goal. I'm, I'm just wait. Look, I'm just... When I get... I'm, I'm actually waiting to... Um, I may do a couple of things, like a couple of loose podcasts here and there uh, between here and uh, the satellite uh, event at the World Series of Comedy at the Comedy Cabana, uh, May 1st through 4th, where I will be, because cheap plug, cheap plug. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, if, you're in South, if you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, May 1st through 4th, come see me at the Comedy Cabana and laugh hard as hell. Uh, come see Byron at Comedy Cabana. 2019. That's right. <laughs> I feel weird about not putting dates in there, like years. <laughs> I have like old podcasts that I listen to, and I'm like, I say the month, and I'm like, what year is that? <laughs> 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 I, you know what I feel? I feel like if someone, that's when you, that's when you know your podcast has power. If someone listens to your podcast. And they go, oh, they're going to be there May 1st through the 4th? And they go there, and they're like, hey, bro, that was like two years ago. <laughs> like, I feel like you made it. <laughs> you, just, you just got a crowd of people just beating on the doors like, open the doors, open the doors. It's like, man, that was two years ago. We don't even got his phone number. <laughs> yeah, just, no, just 
the every year, every next year, they're just gonna keep reinviting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Start us. Start tradition, baby. That's how traditions start. You think people just invited Santa Claus into their house every year? First, no. Like, what? You the fat man who broke in here last year? <laughs> you know what? Next year, you can come back next year. I'll have some milk and cookies for you. Why? Why is I said right now? You talking about World Series comedy? Yeah, man. The World Series. I, I, this is the thing about the World Series comedy. I I am already such a harsh critic of myself, and not even talking about just myself in general. That now that I'm doing it, like this is competitive. Yeah. So now I'm being judged. Like you know, when we do comedy, we get sort of judged. It's like, go ahead, yeah, be by funny. Yeah, we get judged by other comics. Crowds are just like, go ahead, be funny. Make us laugh. What you got? But I think it's different in the competition context. So now I'm I'm planning on, I don't know when it's going to start, but I believe possibly a week to two weeks out, I don't know if there's a point where I will stop the nervous sweats. Like I will start sweating and not stop at all. <laughs> Until, like, the moment the competition ends. <laughs> Even the, the one at Lucky's a few days ago was, like, it was nervous for me. Like, all the comics who went up did, like, some excellent, like, timing and stuff. It was, like, the, some timing that I haven't seen from comedians. Yeah. Just because of the competition. Where yeah, they, they like, came, they, they brought it different than open mic. Yeah, they were like, joke here, joke here, joke here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what happened to the awkward pauses? <laughs> <laughs> See, look, I don't think of them as awkward pauses. <laughs> I think of them as missed opportunities for laugh breaks. <laughs> and not my missed opportunity, the crowd missed out on their chance to get that out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. I gave you the opportunity right there to laugh. You missed it. You missed it. There's a whole pause and everything. There's another one coming. Hop on that train, buddy. Oh, I recently saw a comic. I can remember the last part of the name, but I think it's like, I don't want to mess up the first part. I'm going to say Shakita with a Q. Something like that? Have you heard of her at least? She's a black I lady. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's a black lady. She was on Laura Miller's show and uh like, Oh, I don't see that's the problem. I don't get out to see a lot of other people. So I gotta be better about that because I like I deal with bipolar depression and I you like outside like I do a lot of my work at home and so when I'm not working, like when I'm not doing comedy, like book to a show or doing my open mic, I'm they're like, where's Dante? I am at home, in bed, with the covers over my head, waiting on the world to make sense. Just, it's like, hey, the world makes sense under here. Let me pull the covers down a little bit. See. Nope, not making sense out there. I'll be right here when you need me. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got to get to more comic stuff. But I'm, Lauren Malera is hilarious. I should go yeah. to her, more of her shows. Uh, I was just mentioning. 
in mentioning because you said like a pause is like an opportunity for laughter. Oh yeah. Uh, she had gotten on stage. I'm not gonna like do her bit or seal her bit right now, but it's like <laughs> the just the gist of it was she was like, I'm not gonna start my set until y'all give me 25 laughs. Like <laughs> <laughs> 25 laughs each. And like it was just a it was a cool moment. It felt like a lot of improv. Crowd work. She was pointing at people like, "You owe me some life." If she came with like one of them ticket taker like clickers, <laughs> that have been the, that have been the best. <laughs> See, look, I got y'all at fifteen. I got I got all night. I got all night. <laughs> it was a really cool bit. <laughs> Speaking of bits and stuff, how uh, how long have you been doing comedy and how's it been going? Oh man, I have honestly. Uh, this is the fun part of when I, when I think about count like when people go how long you been doing it and I go uh, I think five years <laughs> they're like how do you not know it's because the first two years I was drunk like so drunk all the time this <laughs> so, <laughs> is how they got me on stage the first time so I was like I'm stick with it I was really dedicated to the drunken doctrine of comedy uh, then I found out you can't be drunk and stupid all your life. Uh, <laughs> I found that out from a Chris Farley movie. Who knew? Nice. Who, who knew there was wisdom to be found in Chris Farley movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I'll get drunk less. In fact, I had a determined effort to get drunk less uh, doing comedy. And it's been working out better. Uh, it's been, nice. I mean, I got laughed before, but like now, I know why they're laughing. <laughs> like, it's the joke. It's not because I stumbled and almost fell off the stage. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I was just going to shoehorn one of my favorite comics in their podcast. Was Jimmy Pardo, he, uh, he also went through a time where he started comedy and he was like a drunk and stuff. And now he's like actually sober and shit. But just the idea of like comedy itself being in a bar most of the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a slippery slope for a lot of comics. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not sober sober. I'm <laughs> sober-ish. Like, I have, like I have a, a drink, and I'll make sure I have a drink on, like, uh, I'll have something to sip on on stage if I got to take one of those pauses. Uh, and I'm going to give y'all the behind the scenes. You probably already know this, but I like ruining secrets. That's why I didn't become a magician, because they wouldn't let me, because they knew I would give all that shit away. But... <laughs> When a comedian takes a drink, it's because they forgot what their next joke is and they need that <laughs> second. They need them couple of seconds to just collect themselves and remember what their next joke is. That's usually... That's a, that's a, that's a real good real good pause. It's like, oh, was I just talking about? <laughs> All right. That's what, like, that's, I, I've learned, like, I was, um, I was uh, at 12 Mile Limit one night, uh, and doing an open mic, and it was the first time uh, that Hannibal Burris came into the spot, went on right in front of me, because uh, I swear, like my first couple years, I swear Hannibal Burris was like, I would kill his career before it gets started, like, because <laughs> he did that a lot. And then the first two years, like he would 
just randomly pop up at an open mic and go right in front of me in particular. I don't know if he just, like, if it was like a prison yard thing, like, yeah, he looks soft. Let me, I'm just going right in front of him and damn say something. Like, I don't know if it was like that or what. <laughs> but, like, he would, like, it got to the point, like, if you say, I know there's a difference. Like, if you say somebody's been on Comedy Central, if you, like, they almost, they're predisposed to laugh at anything you say. Like, if you're unknown, you got to work for them laughs. If you, it's like, oh, you may have seen them on Comedy Central, automatically. They're, they're like, hi, my name is. <laughs> but I, what I noticed with him was he would take his, his no, sip his water, and they'd laugh when he took a drink. I was like, yo, I got to learn how to drink funny, son. <laughs> like, but now, what do I, what do you drink to drink funny? You, it, it can't be water. Hydration is serious business. You can't be trying to drink funny with water. You can't. Come on. <laughs> milk. Like what? What That's I look like? Funny. What I look like breaking out milk in a bar though. <laughs> like I don't. Then and then even if I got like a white Russian, like now it becomes a racial thing. Like really, you just gonna drink a white Russian, right? Like that's what we doing. All them racial implications. I can't do that. So now what? I, do I drink a Sprite? I'm a big dude. They already assume I got diabetes. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta be very measured with what I decide to drink, in order to drink funny. <laughs> I'll figure it out one day. I think one day I'll be asleep in bed and I'll just sit up in bed like Eureka! I found it. Seltzer. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm just bringing like sn Snapple in a cup on stage. So I don't know. <laughs> Not bad. Snapple's a legitimate drink. I steal a bit from a Snapple cap. <laughs> we uh, we talked about Hannibal and stuff. We actually started around the same time. Like I've been doing it for five years. And, like Hannibal was there for like the first two years. Yeah. Hannibal Louis C.K. Uh, what's his name? Uh, God, wow! I said the other one so easy. <laughs> now the one you come up with, yeah. No, right. now, one, now if he ever when he hears this podcast, he goes, "Yo, you had that hard time with my name. What you say is, son? He's gonna, it's gonna be a problem in the streets now, Byron." It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Hannibal and Sean Patton came like at the first. They came together the first time I saw anybody from TV on stage in like New Orleans, and they were at Siberia or some shit, and then like. A few weeks later, Lucy K rolls through, and I'm like, "What?" And like, I've I've always like strove for these. There's these plateaus you can reach in comedy, like when people know your name, mm -hmm. and like, it's no longer about the jokes. They just want to hear your conversation and shit. Yeah, and like that's where I'm trying to reach to where like I can get on stage and just talk. Yeah, like that would be so cool. <laughs> Honestly, I do that now anyway. Yeah, because. If you good, if you get up there and assume it, they have no choice but to accept it. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So it's like I go up and they're like, "Hey man, you're at the point in your career where you should, you need to be set up punchline, set up punchline, because they don't know you. You got to set up punchline, set up punch." I'm like, "Yo, why can't I? Like my favorites don't set up punchline. They'll throw a one liner in the midst of a story and like, like why can't I? Why can't I call in that stuff? Why can't I pry uh, or, or Patrice O'Neill that stuff?" 
They're like, you ain't dead. You ain't, you ain't got, they got to know your name for you to get dead. And I'm like, how, how about this? How about I give them that and they can catch up? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems to me like there's certain assumptions about like starting comedy where they get, like somebody told me like, yo, um, I believe this was actually like three years ago. They told me, hey man, don't even think about getting paid to do comedy until you like 10, 12 years in, bro. Yeah. I was like, who? Who? <laughs> who? Me? Nah. Watch me. <laughs> Why? Why? I was like, I ain't giving, I ain't giving, I, I, I booked stuff out of spite for this one dude. Like I, I did, uh, I did a, um, a private party in the nail salon. Nice. <laughs> and they mic system that went out. So there was no mic. I'm just walking up and down the aisle yelling jokes to women getting pedicures. You know what? I got paid at the end of the day though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that's, you gotta, like, I, that's, that's actually one of my strongest motivating factors in life. Spite. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I live for love. I live for, I live for friendship. I live for spite. There are people who want me dead right now. I'm alive because fuck those people. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool, man. New Orleans is like the place for it. Cause usually that's true for a lot of people and a lot of comedians to where they really will need 10 years. But New Orleans is like a, a bubble of live shit. Yeah. Zero life art. <laughs> yeah, and you, like with it, like you can't just assume the normal stuff. You have to be very mercenary about it. Like I, yeah. I was getting on like websites like Gig Salad and like it's like, hey, here's my uh, here's my promo kit. Here's a video of me doing it, and they <laughs> like, oh send us a quote. It's like here, I will do it for three burritos and twenty dollars. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, how about? One burrito and ten dollars, I I take it. <laughs> I would, I would take it because I could buy more burritos with that ten dollars. <laughs> so I mean, like, you, if you're very mercenary and like, go okay, like at, at first, like there there are comedians who do like corporate gigs or like can demand like a thousand dollars in appearance and up. I know I'm not that guy yet, but now I'm. I'm not that dude who will show up for like a bag of tacos and 20 bucks no more either. So it's like, hey, uh, you want me to come out to your thing and do 45 minutes? I tell you what, it's $300, $100 deposit, let's go. And like I can, because now at least I've gotten to my, myself to the point where I've built it up. I can send a video, uh, proof of my work and my performances. I go, this is what you're getting. <laughs> You're getting quality. Now, bear in mind, some people will you know, go, oh, well, for that much money, like, D.L. Hughley better show up. Nah, bro, if you had D.L. Hughley money, you'd have called D.L. Hughley. <laughs> yeah. This is what you get. This You get this quality comedy from a, a, a new, fresh voice for this much money. Actually, you can't beat that, really. <laughs> they better... <laughs> like I tell every woman I've ever dated, you better get on the ground floor before I get popular. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, uh, it's weird. It's, I ran into like the same type of stuff when I was trying to do music and like uh, features and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Like I did, I never knew there was like a world of features as how like artists make money sometimes, where they'll be paid, you know, five thousand to get on one song, and it's like holy shit. <laughs> it's kind of like those those comedy corporate gigs where like they their name is just worth that type that type of pay, and like to be the starting comic at first, you got to be like, yeah, I'll. I'll I get on your song for a burrito, but then like <laughs> eventually you, you get up a little repertoire, a little yeah. some mixtapes, and you're like, nah, nah, it's now a little you, money for my feature. It's not five thousand, but it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now you, you know you build it, and like, and the key to that is not undervaluing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if somebody was telling me they're like, oh, how are you gonna ask for this much for a comedy gig? When, like, other people in the market, like, oh, I'll do it for, no, I'll do your party for 50 bucks. I'll do your party for 100 bucks. Well, you mean, I don't know what they value is. I, I just know right now with mine, I don't have that type of name recognition, but I bring that type of thoughtfulness and quality yeah, to it. You have, you have the sets. So, so you, can, you, can, you can get that quality, or you can go cheap and be somebody, uh, you know, Remember <laughs> reciting jokes they read in the joke book back in 1989. You know what I mean? I mean, the, and that's fine. You know, them joke books had some quality to get jokes in them jays, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a market that I've never tapped into yet, although I've never tapped into the getting paid for music market either. I just kind of like, do I'm just skimming and shit, but eventually I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah, you waiting in. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. learning. I'm learning. Hey, cannonball, bro. Get your, get your cannonball hat. <laughs> so, would you like to voluntarily talk about anything random or another question? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was actually watching, uh, I, I like to watch. Um, this one dude on YouTube called Comics Explained. Ooh. And so what he does is, like, there's other people who do, like, so, uh, like it's, it's just, to me, it's a quick version of, like, instead of going out and re, uh, buying or, like, going to the library and checking out a graphic novel, I go, oh, I, I remember that story. I like that story. Let me get a refresher from this dude who understands it. And he gives you subtext and context. So... I'm like, let me watch a little comics. Comics explained. And I mean, you got dudes who like dramatically read it, like swack. He comes from the shadows, and I'm like, eh, no, no. But I was like, really, I was watching one on Marvel Civil War, that whole storyline, and I was like, in the midst of it, I was like, man, I remember when comics were like bright and sunny. You know what I mean? Like, comic books were bright and sunny. I remember, yeah. like, the heroes were, it was very, it was, the heroes were very pro wrestling. Like, pro wrestling has gotten kind of dark, too. Like, they're, they're using clear-cut heroes. Not a whole bunch of, of ambig- ambiguity. Not a lot of, not a lot of gray area. It was like, I'm the hero, you're holding a detonator, <laughs> guess who's going to jail, you gonna get? Well, I'm gonna fly you to jail. Give you an atomic wedgie the whole way. Like that was the, that was the most that would happen. Now they really having conflicts and stuff. 
And like, I'm like, yo, that that really start got me thinking about the world in general. And then it got me thinking about how comedy has been like comedy and everything is starting to be more reflective of it and not necessarily like it used to be the escape now like I'm one step away from like Luke Cage being like me like it all I need to hear is Luke Cage complain about his light bill and then like <laughs> it's, it's, and then I'll be like you know what there's no reason for me to read a comic ever again like because my same problems is <laughs> I hear you I never thought of it from that perspective I've been looking at it from the perspective of we're becoming superheroes <laughs> but you're like nah man they're just making it more normal they're yeah. making it everyday like, yeah. <laughs> I can't be a superhero I do, I do I can't. I'm, I'm too husky to be a superhero man <laughs> I can't because people ask too many questions when a fat dude show up in spandex like mm. sure. <laughs> Like they'll ask Batman these questions. Batman pops up. Hey man, glad you're here. Let's let's out this cage. Like now, if I show up his spandex, it's like, hey man, uh, where you just come from? What are you just doing? Why are you breathing so hard? Like, ask me. He asked Batman what he was doing. I'm sure. Like Batman, come on. Batman's messed up in the head. He's messed up. I mean, you'd be messed up too. Your parents got killed in front of you as a kid. You met, you go, okay, I'll dress as a bat and fight crime. I don't know if that's the way I would have went, but, but okay. He made his life choice. So, But they don't ask, like, if you ask Batman what he did with his day and he go, oh, I was in bed crying all day thinking about my parents and I ate a sheet cake. Like, you'd be like, what? Send the fat nigga in the spandex bag. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, son. Like, so there's too many questions to be asked of a fat superhero. So that's why I think of it more in the other way. <laughs> like, like, I know I was watching this uh, vampire movie. And, like, number one, like, that's, most, that's escapism and, like, it, it, like, vampires are kind of romanticized horror. But, like, now, like, the vampires are ballers and everything. Have you noticed that? They're oh, ballers. Yeah, the the vampires in a big house with yeah, like yeah. Lamborghinis out front, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all I can think is, yo, all these vampires having their vampire meeting in one room, and all the lights on in the house. <laughs> <laughs> your light bill gonna be sky high, dude. <laughs> your light bill gonna be sky high. Why all the like? <laughs> come on, I know. I know you've had enough blood today to have the energy to turn off the light switch in that other room, man. Come on now, and that's, and that's why, I, like, none of this—it's not none of it's an escape for me anymore. The stage is my escape now. Mm-hmm. So I've heard, I've heard. Uh, I was watching some shit. They were talking about realism being like incorporate. Oh, I was listening to a podcast on YouTube called Trope Talks that uh, Thomas introduced me to. It's like this lady who's talking about like all the classic story tropes and stuff, mm-hmm. like realism and like the heroes and stuff like that, the hero saga. And like one of them she was talking about is like the, the trope that everybody's making things extra real 
so it's like, and then she was mentioning, like, it's not even, like, normal reality. It's more of just extra extra consequences (laughs) to to things. It's like consequences that we usually wouldn't think about. Like, oh, they hit the window and they cut themselves after. (laughs) So, like, the cutting is the realism instead of them just breaking the window. <laughs> like Dracula, like you couldn't make a new school Dracula. Like the closest, like the interview with the vampire is the closest you can come from, like new school. Like because you see, they tried like Dracula two thousand or whatever. Oh yeah, that she was horrible. It was horrible. I don't even remember seeing it. Like now it's like now and oh and all the vampires are sensitive and glow in the dark or twinkle in the light or whatever the fuck. And so so now it's like. It's all consequence and, like, weirdness. So it's either they sparkling in the light or it's like, I bit her and now the bitch is pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I thought I would would turn her and now she got a baby. It's like, I I didn't even put it in. Can I interest you in a, a, there's a preview for a show that FX is coming out with called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Have you seen that? I have it's a but I'm sure <laughs> it's an old vampire movie that they're making a funny show about it, it was a comedy oh my gosh this sounds like it's gonna be dope hey. <laughs> opening scene oh no that's the <laughs> I was say they got the whole opening scene on now <laughs> Play upon the serious vampires and the silly ones. Yeah. He's one step away from dabbing on them coming out of the cast. Yes, can you come downstairs for a second, please? The problems with living with other vampires are the vampires I have chosen to stay with. I wanted to talk about general hygiene in the cell. Last night, there were all these people down there half drunk. Well, where did they find the alcohol? No, they were half drunk. They'd been half drunk. <laughs> if you've got something to say, then damn well say it. It's not hygienic. It's <laughs> like a big turkey. Cannot play with that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you can be throwing ancient coins at me. Credit card stop this man. Guillermo is my familiar. <laughs> I'm not a killer. I find people who are easy to kill. Are you virgins? I don't see how that's relevant. I'm killing baby. That's werewolf piss. Two werewolves. Colleen, what are you doing in here? This is my bedroom. My name is Colin Robinson. Hi, Deb. And I am a energy vampire. We either bore you with a long conversation. Hey, Don. Or Don. <laughs> we enrage you. Like the way they're the, the current incarnation of vampires should be made fun of. Hell yeah. 
I think. Like, like I, I don't like my vampires like oh silently brooding on a on a hilltop. Like, shut up. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. What's this? What's the? What was the uh, Twilight Vampire name? I don't know. So get out of here, like Jacob or Bella. I don't know. One of one of them. Oh, Edward. Edward. That's yeah. what, it's like sit your sit your ass sit your sparkling ass down. Just go. Yeah, those are it's, it's weird stories where they they rely way more heavy on the romance aspect or way more heavy on like growing of age type stories and shit like but this one is more of like immortal people in these times and like just the the time periods clashing and just <laughs> we're, we're one step away from like the Louis Louis C.K. vampire real shit like a, a woman wake up he's like blah do you mind if I stand here and jerk off <laughs> like <laughs> you joking but I think that's gonna be a movie <laughs> Sexual predator thing. <laughs> just the sexual predator. Don't look away. Don't it's a new predator movie. Don't look away. <laughs> <laughs> there was that movie, It Follows. Had you seen that one? Yes. Uh, that was like a sexual predator movie. Very, very much. <laughs> it was like, the thing didn't even have a face, but it doesn't have a very I'm a rapey vibe. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. Pass it on by having sex and shit. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, you know what? I think it was an allegory for like uh, STDs. That's what I think it was, really. It was like, hey, how can we take. I think the writer uh, got crabs, and, then, <laughs> and he was like, you know what? <laughs> the writer was like, you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to make this a movie. This is going to make me millions. <laughs> They didn't know it was allegory for gonorrhea until they already went to the theater. <laughs> Can't get the money back then. <laughs> okay, so, uh... <laughs> uh, this has been a legitimate hour. I've got uh, segments where I play comedy from the last week that I've recorded. Uh-huh. This week I've only recorded one set and a half. Ah. And tweets that I have to get through. <laughs> My mouse connects. There it is. Oh, I'm, you know what? The first time, like, when you invited me, I was like, oh, I know it's, you know, you tweeted, you memed it. I was like, he ain't gonna go back through my tweet history, is he? I was I like, oh my if god! You would like Woo! To. It's I, up to you. I was so relieved. <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm not gonna have to, who? Because you, know, I've only heard a couple. Like, I heard a couple episodes because I you know, but I was like, yo, what if he start doing that? Like, what if there because like, oh, you you tweeted, you mean it? Now we gotta go through your through your time your Twitter timeline. And no. No, but if you wanted to, it is a possibility. But if you don't want to, I will you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I will. This is what I'll do for you. I will, I will. We go ahead, and I will explain anything. <laughs> I, will, I guess, I guess. So you gotta like ask me, it's like, oh, did you really mean that? Go. That's a <laughs> harsh words. Wf. Oh my keyboard wasn't connected. <laughs> 
kept that lead. I think they might have been so, like, we just, that would have been awkward. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's right. I only chase paychecks and ice cream trucks. That's right. <laughs> His pen tweet is a gif of uh, Dave Chappelle and the, what's it, the pimp? Oh, yeah, uh, the player haters ball. Play haters ball. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean it. I mean it. I, I am. I am a misanthrope, man. I don't like people very much, and, and like as a general proposition, I only like people once they show me they're not an asshole. Like, like it becomes very performative. Now you have to show me that you aren't an asshole. <laughs> and then I just watch the puppets dance. No. <laughs> Tweet often, you're on March. Well, I, I have it linked to my Instagram, so like sometimes I will just absolutely just, I'll be very lazy and just let memes be my tweets. Oh, yeah, I love those. <laughs> Got like 24,000 tweets. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got some this, this beginning. Like, it's a good thing we ain't got time. Like, you ain't got to, because you got, like, requests from the Library of Congress for the early stuff. <laughs> that stuff was. I love getting the Twitter archives. You got, like, emails. That stuff was beyond the pale, dude. I was, <laughs> I was out there, and I ain't, get, like, I was, handing me Twitter at the beginning was like, like, yo, like, handing a baby a gun. Like, you don't want to. You, you do it, but you don't want to, but you can't look away. You know the result is going to be something, like, miraculously horrible <laughs> or wondrously messed up. or something. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's going to be fucked up. <laughs> it says uh, you joined in 2010. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. like, two years before I was on it. Yeah, in like 2012. Well, bear in mind, I joined it, and then I didn't tweet the first time until like six months later. Yeah, same here. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that was the age of social media and shit, you know? Like, you, you join something, you're like, is this going to work out? Like, I don't know about this platform. But these days, it's just the platforms have gotten bigger than, like, startups. So Facebook, Twitter, and, like, YouTube, they already... They'll be there. So. Yeah, I, I remember thinking, I was like, so I'm on Twitter now. Like, is it, like, am I supposed to, like, am I supposed to pick a place to tweet from? Am I supposed to be like, hey, I'll only tweet when I'm on the toilet. Or I'll only say, I'll tweet my deep thoughts in the bathtub. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, trying to figure out, like, I was like, because I, I, I have to live life. I can't just <laughs> be tweeting life. As it turns out, as people have done it, you can't. <laughs> You yes, can tweet you can your tweet life. You can tweet your whole <laughs> life. You don't have no secrets. I think it just took practice. <laughs> I'm surprised more people haven't been robbed. Like we just we just watch this Twitter feed. We seen here left, and we just <laughs> for real though. <laughs> I think I think my most the thing, like I don't know. I, I've had some fairly controversial stands because when I first started my Twitter, it actually, it didn't start out as harsh words WF. I actually started out, it was uh, at Player Haters Ball. Cool. And, uh, and, and I would just 
uh, just unabashedly take runs at celebrities and make fun of them and at mention them. Because I was like, you, you're a celebrity, and I know you can afford a plane ticket, but when you get here, you can't whoop my ass. <laughs> I was like, you can't whoop my ass, so I'm good. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing in the beginning, tweeting celebrities. I'd be like, hey, I was like, listen your to my silly. music. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I took... I told, uh, oh man, I told some actor that he was terrible, <laughs> because he was, and I was just like, under, I was like, you know what, at this person is terrible, he, I was like, he is the, I said that he was the, the $3 steak of actors, <laughs> it's like, I just needed something for fit. I needed some sustenance, and then I got there. And they're like, "This is too tough to swallow." Like it was too much. I couldn't do it. And he was like, "I got blocked by Ricky Smiley." <laughs> I got blocked by I got blocked by Ricky Smiley because um, it was Obama's first real like like he he like he did like radio like you know, as president like every now and then like it was his first real. Major, like, like Ricky Smiley was syndicated, so he's doing an interview on Ricky Smiley, his first major thing. And I tweet, I was like, at Barack Obama's on at Ricky Smiley show, ain't you got a job, bro? Get to work. (laughs) And then Ricky Smiley, of course, got to come and like say something. So then I'm starting to roast Ricky Smiley. Bear in mind, I wasn't anywhere near becoming a comedian yet. And this is a professional. And I just go in on Ricky Smiley and he blocks me. And I was like, and I still tweeted the both for like an hour just because I was mad. Because I was petty. I was petty and mad. This is a good day to Twitter, man. We used to add everybody. It was great. Uh-huh. I, I feel like Donald Trump ruined Twitter, man. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he, Donald Trump's ruined a lot of things. A lot yeah, of things. a lot. But like, I didn't really care about much. Twitter was all I had. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump was on there like, I'm the most important person and I'm saying some stupid shit. <laughs> Who are different? Who is approving these birds? But the sky belongs to airplanes. I have the nicest plane. Ask anybody. It's like, why are you alive? Just Like, shouldn't you have, like... Like dudes who like look like him, who eat like him, like this, like shouldn't he? Don't he look like Professor Eggman from Sonic the Hedgehog? He look like Doctor Eggman. Like, if like, he didn't have the hair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One day somebody should just run and just shave the middle of his hair, and then like throw some goggles on him real quick and run off, and just why? Why he look just like Doctor Eggman? <laughs> Hey, Donald, you got some rings over here, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, oh, man, it, not t- Twitter, Twitter, Twitter has matured. In the, like, this is the thing I like about the maturation of Twitter. Twitter is, has not, like, Twitter in its early stages is like, ah, I can make fun of movies and actors and dumb shit I don't like. Now it's like, oh, shit. There's a revolution going on in this country, and it's being live tweeted like that. Like now, now, now Twitter is an angsty teenager now, and I'm all for that. <laughs> hey, hey, let me know what's going on. 
Hey, get mad, slam the dough, lay on your bed, cry a little bit, post a couple emo uh, videos on there. Like, it's, it's a very angsty teenager now, and I'm with it. I'm with it. I, the Joker. See, that's the type of stuff I would absolutely make fun of if I was still in the market. The Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker is that... Uh, why couldn't the more talented Phoenix brother have, have lived? Why, why Joaquin gotta be... Uh, uh, well, I need Joaquin Phoenix to, to... Like, if I could get in a... If I can get in a time machine and go back in time, I would go back in time and smack the drugs out of River Phoenix's hands and then pick them up and hand them to Joaquin. Like, like hey, bro, I know you don't do this, but you should. This will, this, will, this will either help your career, your acting, or it will help my sanity. Uh, not having to see you, <laughs> it would be bad in these movies. He was, look, I've never, I've never, like, I always... Uh, admired Johnny Cash's music and like thought he was a badass and then I saw him walk the line and I was like for some reason I just want to punch Johnny Cash in the face right now <laughs> like I just, I just the Joaquin Phoenix yeah Joaquin Phoenix was and then they had uh, Reese Witherspoon and her sharp ass chin was in the <laughs> and she was and she was playing June Carter <laughs> Reese Witherspoon chin is I just want to see her and Jay Leno have a chin duel, just like 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 if the if 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 both of them in the same room, can they sense it? Like is it like Highlander? Like there can only be one, and now they have to fight to the chin death. <laughs> I'd be an interesting fight, I'm, like uh, like Rams or some shit. <laughs> Button the horns, they hit chins. <laughs> The loser chin ends up looking like the dude who played uh, Kenneth on uh, 30 Rock. <laughs> that I think that that's a solid doctrine. That's if I ever become president, which uh, I was supposed to run 2016. Oh. I, I probably like we had we had a running joke because I you know I'm a I'm what you call a uh, idealistic realist. I know how I want the world to be, but I know that you know, that's in a vacuum, and the world isn't in a vacuum. I know realistically what we're going to end up getting, and what we're going to end up getting is a shit sandwich. <laughs> so, so, Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no this is because to me, like someone asked me, like, what's your philosophy? Like, how do you see life? Like, life is a shit sandwich with occasional, like, sometimes you bite and you're like, mm, cherry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's life. It's a shit sandwich with tasty morsels sometimes. That's what it is. It's, uh, I was, <laughs> no, uh, that's the, look, somebody, somewhere, someone listening to this podcast is going to be like, you know what, you're right, it is a shit sandwich. They're going to jump off a fucking bridge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody can't deal with shit like I did. Like everybody can't. <laughs> People got like different levels of shit that they deal. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm not religious, man. Like I'm, like I don't. This, I'm, I'm like this about religion. I'm, if it helps you wake up in the morning and be a better person, 
I'm all for it. If you wake up and you're like, hey, how can I be better in service to humanity today? Fuck yeah. But if you use your religion to like as a weapon against people, if you use it to discriminate, if you use it to harm other people, now you I'm a clown you now. Like now like so you talking to your invisible man to go and be a dick, huh? Like <laughs> Lord, make me a better dick today. <laughs> like that is that what you're doing? Cause it seems like that there's a lot of people who do that. And I'm trying to find like that. But uh, there was a philosopher who said that you don't destroy someone else's world unless you're willing to offer them a better one. And I don't know if the world that's in my head is necessarily a better one for other people. Because there are other, other people, if they thought the way I thought, and like, when about, like they would they wake up one morning and be like, you know what, I'm just, just kill themselves. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for everybody. Some people need the carrot and the stick. something beyond what they can handle then they just handle what they can yeah so it's like if you're if you're a huge world builder then like anybody can go to a huge world but they just might see the small part of it yeah. <laughs> that's what, look I, I i had practice i had practice with it and that that's what i had experience destroying worlds and i was like and i like i have a niece right now still don't talk to me like she like she is 44 I am 40. We don't talk. You know why? Because I ruined Christmas for her. <laughs> like, we're sitting in the back of, uh, of my car. My father's driving. My mom's uh, in the passenger seat. My mom turns around with y'all kids want for Christmas. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. I want a Barbie. Can you find one that's black? Because I would love to have a black Barbie. Uh, and look, I look at her. I'm, bear in mind, I'm like five years old. I'm like, bitch, fuck you. You way ahead of your time. I was like, I don't even like dolls. And you, you asking a lot. You asking a lot. You asking a lot in the 80s, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> My mom looks at me and goes, well, Dante, what do you want for Christmas? So I was like, Psst. no, she, she actually asked me, what do you want Santa to bring you? I was like, Santa ain't bringing nothing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Santa Claus doesn't exist. I was like, daddy, I want a bike. <laughs> and my niece, I turned, and my niece's eyes looked like tea saucers. <laughs> this is, and they're full of tears. And she's like, Grandma, is he, he, he said there's no Santa. <laughs> and now, bear in mind, my father is Switzerland, and he's, he's in the driver's seat, he's Switzerland. I can just see his shoulders moving from him chuckling. And he's not going to say nothing. And my mother's trying to come up with something to not kill this kid's enthusiasm for Christmas. But my mom was, my mom was born in 1934. My mom came, like, my mom, old school, like, old school. So she was like, I don't know what to tell you, baby. He got, he let the, let the cat out the bag on this one. I kind of, yeah. We didn't really have school around when I was a kid. I mean, I made it to what you would call fifth grade, but I, I just ain't got the faculties to really cover that one up. So now my niece, I've destroyed 
her Christmas world, she's never forgiven me. <laughs> and that taught me my lesson. I will not, dis- I'm not going to go tampering with somebody else's world. Yeah. I, may not be a nicer place to be. <laughs> my, at least my, mine may not be a nicer place to be. So, they got it. Believe what you believe. Hopefully what you believe involves beer and sex. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Unless you're a priest, in which case, cut that shit out. <laughs> I got to mention to the podcast that um, I do not have tweets, uh, but I do have a shitload of Instagram pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got them Instagrams. He got them grams for you. Yep. So if you're interested in following Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter if you like. Yes. Really want to be meta about it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like so. No matter where you go, you see his Instagrams from February twenty eighth to April second. I have try, not read. I'm, I'm gonna try to tweet more though. I think I'm gonna try to specifically tweet more. I haven't been tweeting recently because I've been trying to have a secret life away from my podcast. <laughs> That's always good. That's <laughs> oh, Gotta be, gotta, gotta, gotta be mysterious. Yeah. That, look, that's how you get dates, man. Nobody, nobody goes out with somebody they know everything about. Nobody. <laughs> hey, girl, would you like to get some dinner? Yeah, I know too much about you. <laughs> yeah. I seen it follows. I know. <laughs> they got a reel right behind you, bro. <laughs> words with friends uh, YouTube channel but I'm actually setting it up where my regular I have you know of course I have the Harsh Words with Friends account then I have the Dante Hale account so I'm going to set up my uh, Dante Hale account for more for uh, my comedy and then I'm going nice. to transfer all my comedy operations to the Dante Hale account <laughs> so we'll see how that works out I got one subscriber right now, Dante Hale. <laughs> what? One subscriber, and I have a feeling like it's it's one of them. You know when you first start out like doing some shit, and you got like one follower or one subscriber, you're like, this is the point. Like they may murder me. Like that one person, they're the only person willing to take a chance on you at that point. So you're like, yo, that person, like you might get Selena. You know. <laughs> But I feel, I feel like if I got Selena, I got enough comedy online right now to be like, oh, he could have been a legend. <laughs> he was taken too soon. And then, yeah. like, I was, so people had to, like, I don't know, they'll airbrush my face on a T-shirt, sell those, <laughs> put all my YouTube videos in the, on the DVD and sell them. <laughs> they'll figure it out. They'll figure out a way to market it after I'm gone. Man. Tony Frederick was telling me that a comedian in New Orleans, one of the, the black circuit comics, uh, is doing like flash drives, like uh, putting content on flash drives and like selling it. Nice. He, 
it's a pretty cool uh, avenue, I guess. Would be <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, like, who, who really got a DVD player anymore? <laughs> like, the only, pe- the only people Laptop who got... Eh, a lot of the laptops don't come with them no more. True. Like, people people play video games. Like, they, they could throw the disc in they in they, uh, you know, in in in, in the disc drive, but even the even the video game will look at them crazy. Like you're still rocking with this, bro. Come on, son. Do hey, better. Is, is this a DVD? <laughs> you put the you put the DVD in your game system. Your game system just <laughs> you, the screen just say hashtag do better. <laughs> Like if you became like, it looked like if you went full black hipster, like that's what it. <laughs> if you just if you were like fuck it, I'm going all the way. Like, that was odd. It was like <laughs> my doppelganger just popped up on Twitter and shit. Hey, I can't be mad at it. I, hey, at least you found your, your doppelganger doing something that you, like something you do. Sure. Y'all share that. Like what? Like what if I ran into my doppelganger and like I'm I'm in Europe and I'm walking like through the streets and I turn down the alley and my doppelganger's giving head like my my doppelganger's a male hooker in Europe I'll be like what is oh I thought our life was supposed to be better than this like I just don't want my doppelganger doing no untoward stuff I don't, next thing you know, I get I get a little notoriety, and my doppelganger just out there wilding out, and now TMZ think they caught me uh, in a bondage club. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I was home with my covers over my head. <laughs> I swear, I swear, Harvey, I was. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to display how much time you. Oh. Uh, mm. oh, here we go. Bam. Hand time. Bam. Two hours. Okay, good. Right. Yeah, actually, I gotta, I gotta get it going because tonight yeah. at uh, You're Lucky's. You're doing a whole show in this, tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The open mic at Lucky's is back at its original time at 10 p.m. So nice. Again, another cheap plug. What Lucky's Bar and Grill, Bar and Grill and Laundromat. What you <laughs> look? It's, you it's can the laundromat also. <laughs> I love this shit. That's that's like New Orleans combines stuff like that, like bar, grill, laundromat. Like somewhere in the city right now, there's a daycare center slash daiquiri shop. (laughs) (laughs) Switch. All right, let me uh, get this. Like, why my baby tongue blue? Don't worry about it. You left me here, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, This set is from Howlin' Lewis.
change.
This next one is 15, 13 seconds. Uh, also, for tradition of the show, I'm going to flip a tarot card. Are you guys familiar with tarot cards? I, I've heard of them. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty much a way for me to have a conversation with myself. <laughs> I flip, I ask a question, like, what you think about that set? And then I flip a card. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know much about tarot cards. I know I'll probably flip the buffet card. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Classic question. Alistair Crowley Toast Deck. What'd you think about that set? And with Leah. Abundance. Number three of cups. Three of cups. Abundance. If you want to look at it. Yeah. Cups usually refers to water. Water is uh, emotions. So the emotional equivalent of abundance is what the tarot deck thinks of that set. The next set is from Buddha Belly yesterday, I think. Or no, actually Sunday. Uh, now that I'm recording this, I want to record this. Hey, sir, they say brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> that was brief as hell. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Always uh, get a interpretation and then I'll give my explanation. <laughs> all right, I ask Carl Toad that. What do you think about that? So. <laughs> Queen of Discs. Queen of Discs. Discs are usually relation to the earth and or the physical body. The Queen of Discs usually an element of discs itself. I don't know which element. Elements are fun. And 
So yeah, I was on stage at Buddha Belly, and uh, it was like three people in the crowd, maybe, and like. <laughs> I got on stage and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I don't feel like talking to anybody. So I pulled out my phone and I pressed record and I was like, oh wait, I don't want to talk to the recording either. <laughs> I was like, hello recording. And then I ended it. <laughs> and we're dead. <laughs> yep, I ended up doing one of my sadder sets. <laughs> this is the funniest one. Like, I... I've had my best sets when I was, like, in the midst of my depression, which actually should get me out to do, like, comedy more, but I just don't. <laughs> but I always have, like, I go in and it's like, I don't feel like being here. I don't feel like dealing with the people. Man, fuck this. And then I go on stage and freaking kill. I'm like, that's why I have my best sets. It's a weird thing with comics of being like backed in the corner and stuff. I talked to James about it. Like, he's got a thing where he feels like during the moments where he's like, this is it, you know, it's either this or I'm quitting or some shit. And then it's like, boom, amazing set. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like backed in the wall, depressed, you know, like, yeah. Zero audience, maybe, just like. Any oh, yeah. weird ingredient to you're just, you're just performing for the bartender. Those are those are some of my best sets too. And then it's like, why was nobody else here to hear that? So this has been amazing. Would you like to give your handles and stuff? Oh yeah, um, at Harsh Words WF on Twitter, Harsh Words WF on uh, Instagram, uh, Dante Hale Comedy D A N T E H A L E Comedy on Facebook. This has been another episode of You Tweeted You Meaned It. I'm your host, Baron Broussard, also known as Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com, the website. This has been You Tweeted You Meaned It, episode 105. Shoot. Thank you. You can't end like that.